Hi everyone and welcome to Jola Speaks. Jola Speaks is intended to grow and equip us in our trust work with God. Hi everyone and welcome to another episode of Jola Speaks. I hope you're all keeping well and safe. I thank God for our lives. The fact that we have life is hope, is faith, is love, is joy. And no matter what or how we may feel, life is is beautiful. Life is the fact that we have the gift of life. We need to be grateful for. God help us to remember to be grateful for these things, especially when things are not what we expect them to be or they don't seem like it now. Um, but, and also know that remember that we're all in processes, learning and aligning to God's purpose for our life. God help us. Um, today, I want to speak about, I want to continue from what I started yesterday. Yesterday, I spoke about David's talents, you know, and how God used something totally unrelated to being the king of Israel to get him to the palace. Now, today, I want to speak about the actual palace. The actual palace. So God mapping out David's life for him. And I'm going to be reading from 1 Samuel 16 verses 19 to 23. And I will read the NIV version. And so I read verses 19. Then Saul sent messengers to Jesse and said, Send me your son David who is with the sheep. So Jesse took a donkey loaded with bread, a skin of wine, and a young goat, and sent them with his son David to Saul. David came to Saul and entered his service. Saul liked him very much, and David became one of his armor bearers. Then Saul sent word to Jesse, saying, Allow David to remain in my service, for I am pleased with him. Whenever the Spirit from God came upon Saul, David would take up his lyre and play. Then relief would come to Saul and he would feel better and the evil spirit would leave him. So David needed to enter the palace to learn how to be king of Israel, you know, to learn and understand the ways of kingship before he became king. And clearly, even though Saul was, he had the heart to be a king of Israel, David had go to the palace. They had to be in the palace to learn what was required to become king of Israel. Now, obviously, David had, you know, experience of being a shepherd and being a warrior and playing a lion and many things, skills and talents that he had. But he also needed to learn the ways of kingship. It is so important. Now, even though Saul had the hearts for the king of Israel, he had already learned things that he could have taught them David in one way or the other. By David was watching him and learning from him. Yes, you know, he was obedient to God, but God still saw that there's some things that Saul done or, you know, had been doing as king of Israel that he wanted David to learn from. And also learn of things of what not to do as well because David was literally an example before his eyes. And so when Saul was entering his wilderness season, when the, the evil spirit from God had to torment him, David, on the other hand, was entering his learning season to become the king of Israel as a process. Now, 
it can also be compared to the likes of Joseph. If you remember um, Joseph in the Bible in Genesis, Joseph had to go through the prison season. That prison was specifically for those that were offenders of Pharaoh. We needed to learn the ways of how a king works, how Pharaoh works, or how a palace works. Be able to go into the palace. You know, so when, at the time when he was speaking to the king and giving his charges, he had learned so much from the people that offended the king, the cook, the, the baker, and all the other people that came from the palace into that same prison. That requirement of learning was so important for both kings, for both people. So Joseph and also David when he became king of Israel. And now bringing this to our lives today, it is to constantly remind us that we all know that God has marked out our lives in the way that he has proposed and predestined it. And yes, God has called us to be kings. We may not be kings right now in diverse places or leaders and whatever it is, but it's a process, it's a learning process that is involved. In many cases, like for example, imagine, you know, God has called you to lead an organization or lead, you know, a sector, but you're, you're in a sector now and you're not leading. So you're wondering, ah, well, did you come into the sector? You know, you've already anointed me to lead the sector. So kind of start leading it now and go. But then we see that the process of learning how to lead the sector requires very good experience. Experience that can be learned through the sector that God has called you to lead. God could have just, you know, taken away Saul once he anointed David and made David king of Israel immediately. But he wanted David to go through that rigor, that learning process, to be well prepared and ready to be the king of Israel. And same goes for myself and yourself. We need to go to the learnings, the understandings, the skills, the ideas, the experiences that will prepare us to be the kings, the leaders that he has called us to be in the various in the sectors or territories or departments or companies or whatever it is. We need to constantly remember this. It's so important. It is super key. Because many times we can easily be distracted with you know, Lord, but this is not what you called me to. You said, I already said, so why am I here keeping meeting notes and doing things that don't show that I'm leading the sector, right? But then God is saying here that I know I'm taking you to the sector, but I want you to learn, learn the various things that need to be learned, to be well-equipped and prepared to become the leader that, that God has called us to be in the various areas that he has called us to be, like David. We will discuss later on the rigor that really went through hell. He went through hell with Saul. Hell, right? But even through all he went through, even when he had opportunities to kill Saul, he never laid a hand on him. He never laid a hand on him until um, when Saul died. I can't remember what happened. I think Saul asked someone to kill him or something when he went to battle. I've forgotten now, but we will get there. Now, what are the unconventional ways God is leading us through? get to the throne is something we need to constantly think about because let's look at david entering the palace through and playing a liar didn't sound conventional right it was like god has called me to be king but actually after anointing me we are going to play liar for the king that needs to leave the palace for me to become king very unconventional it doesn't make any sense it doesn't make one feel convinced this can be the way god is sending us through but we can now see on reflection that God had every single thing mapped out for him. The same as for you and same for me. So in many cases, the road that you may expect or may want to be just one straight road 
but so may, may have different corners go up rounds go different ways and connections to get to where God has purpose and destiny, destiny for us now for many of us we don't like the curves we don't like the ups and downs we may not like it but that is the way that we learn all we need to learn in preparation for what God has called us to do in the various ways he's called us to so we are ready for the truth. It's in that point that we are learning, you know, those things. That's it for me today. I pray God helps us understand the learnings, the experiences that God is putting us through to prepare us for the opportunities that he's placed in our hands. So we are ready for those opportunities to take it on and run. But thank you for listening to me today. God bless you. I hope this blessed you. I know you blessed me. And I'm just grateful every time to be used as a vessel unto honor for this purpose. And I pray God helps us in our various journeys, sends us help, leads us, directs us in Jesus' mighty name, I pray. Amen. <laughs>